Welcome back to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. In this week's episode, Paul is off curling and he's chatting all things children's bastards. My name's Bex, and every episode of Activity Quest starts with a fun kids presenter doing something awesome. This week, Paul's going curling. Yes, thank you, Bex. I'm at the Curling Club on London's South Bank. If you don't know what curling is, you might have seen it on the TV during the Winter Olympics or something like that. Basically, the aim of the game, I'm not going to explain it very well, is you have these things called stones, but they're not stones like rocks or pebbles. They're sort of these circular things with handles on. You slide them across the ice to try and get them in the middle of a target, which is called the house. But it's not a house like a normal house. It's kind of like a, a bullseye. And then in the real curling, proper curling, there's people with brooms, who look like they're sort of sweeping up the ice. But I think what they're doing is kind of smoothing it so this stone glides down the ice better. But this is casual curling here at the Curling Club. So there's no sweeping involved, which is good because I hate cleaning. And basically, the aim of the game is the same. You've got to slide the stones down, but it's not ice. So don't worry, there's, it's not cold. There's no chance of slipping over. Basically, you've got to try and get it as close to the center of the house as possible. Now I'm going to be playing Sam, who also works here at Fun Kids. And uh, let's see how we get on. Hi, welcome to the Curling Club. I'm Hannah, I'm going to take you through the rules. So we've got the rink, and then at the end of the rink, we have the big target, which is called the house. The aim of the game is to get your stones into the house. There's two teams, red and blue team. So whoever wins is whoever's stone is closest to the middle of that house, which is called the button. If any of the stones hit the side or the back, they're out. You can knock other people's stones into the side and the back. That's part of the fun. There's one point per round and there's 10 rounds. The curling cover is a great family activity to do. It's active, it can bring a competitive side out of you, although it is meant to be fun, mums and dads. It's also educational for the kids. It's quite a unique sport and can learn something new. And yeah, it's great, great times, fun, fun vibes. That was so much fun. And I think, I think I might have found my new favorite sport. I'm not gonna lie. I was pretty good. Team GB, if you are listening, I am available. I beat Sam 9-1. So we played 10 rounds, each with four stones. I won nine. Sam did win one. But 9-1, that, I'm not going to lie, is pretty good. I challenge anyone listening, anyone who works with fun kids, to take me on at the curling club. I think I will be victorious. But like I said, who knows? Team GB, I'll be waiting. But honestly, I can't recommend it enough. It was so much fun. The staff was super nice, super friendly. Such a great location. It felt like I was kind of up in a mountain in like a ski chalet. It was, it was really cool, but it was actually underneath like a bridge in London. It's, it's super cool, really fun. And yeah, I think you're all gonna love it. So guys, you can find us at the South Bank Centre. We are Belvedere Road, London SE18XX. You can find us on Instagram at The Curling Club. And the website, if you want to book tickets, is um, www.thecurlingclub.com or you could call us on 0204 518 8197. We're open until January the 3rd. Oh my goodness, I'm actually quite jealous of Paul. You can find out more by searching for The Curling Club. 
Now, from curling to puppetry, Meg is helping with a fancy craft. Today, we're going to be making Indonesian shadow puppets. So a shadow puppet is something that comes from Java and Bali, which are two of the islands that make up Indonesia. Indonesia is made up of over 17,000 islands. So all these different islands have a very unique culture and unique things about them. So one of the things that happens in Bali is shadow puppets. Now, these shadow puppets were traditionally used to tell Hindu stories, stories of the gods, stories of adventurers, and you'd make the puppet and then shine a light onto the puppet and then a big image, a big shadow would appear. What makes these puppets really cool is that their limbs would move around so they look really, really interesting and special. So I thought we could have a go at making our own today. So to make your own shadow puppet, which would be called a Wayang Kalit in Indonesian or Javanese, you can make this puppet, it probably takes about an hour, and what you're going to need is cardboard from a cereal box, some scissors, a pencil or a pen, some paper fasteners, now this is the really important bit, sometimes you find them called split pins and they're those little brass things and they have a pin at the top and then two pieces that you can split open, that's because that's what we're going to use to connect the joints and make it a movable puppet, some chopsticks and a torch. So the first thing you want to do, get your piece of cardboard and then draw a character onto your piece of cardboard. Now I'm going to draw a queen for my first character. So I'm going to draw a circle for the head, a very simple dress. Remember it's a shadow so you don't want to do too much detail, you just want a really clear outline. Two arms, Mine doesn't need legs because her dress goes all the way down and a crown. And then you want to think about, once you've drawn it, which parts are going to be separate. So for example, if I do those arms separate to the body, then they can move around independently. So I'll be able to make her wave without making my puppet move. So for mine, I'm going very simple. I'm going to do a separate piece for the head, a separate piece for the body and two separate pieces for the arms. Now, for your first one, go for something simple like mine, but as you get better, you can add more and more different elements. So once you've drawn it, then you want to cut out all your pieces individually. So I'm cutting out my arms, my head and my body. Now you want to put a little hole in the areas that you want to attach. So I'm putting a hole in the puppet's arms and a puppet's body. You can do this with a whole bunch if you have one. And then pop the paper fastener through and attach it. You can also add some decoration to your puppet, such as a feather coming out of the head. I've added some little crepe paper hair that's flowing down. Think about what will shine with a puppet. And then you also want to think about where the light can shine through. So you could punch some small holes in your puppet that would then shine through when the light's on it and add some details to your outfit. So I'm gonna punch some holes in the bottom of the dress. And then you can also think about using different materials. So if you've, you might have learned about this at school, but some materials are opaque, which means they're solid. They won't show any light. So my cardboard is opaque. And then other materials might be slightly more see-through. So for example, cellophane, 
that you get on a sweet wrapper, that's slightly see-through. If you put it to your eye, you don't see completely through it, but you can see a lot through it. The same with something like baking parchment or a thin tracing paper. Now, I've got some tracing paper, so what I'm going to do is I'm cutting out a little heart in the middle of the dress very carefully just by bending the paper. And then I'm going to cover that with a piece of tracing paper so that I'll get a slightly semi-opaque, slightly see-through look when the shadow is on it. So you could do this as well, but you don't have to. Once you've done that, your puppet is pretty much ready to go. All you need to do is attach your chopsticks with a bit of sticky tape to the moving body parts. Now you want to find a plain wall. I've got a really big white wall in my room, so that's absolutely fine. Or you could hang up a sheet and then get a strong light source, so something like a big torch or a bright lamp, and shine it towards the screen. Now you want it to be dark, which shouldn't be a problem because it's going dark very early at the moment. And then you want to pop your puppet as in between the light source and the screen and then you should see what we call a silhouette or a shadow and you can move the chopsticks to make the character move and now comes the really fun part think about a story that your character can tell which character did you choose to create and then what story are they going to tell you could even look up some of the traditional hindu stories just like traditional puppets would have been used to tell the stories of you can make lots of these characters and experiment with different types of materials to see how they look different when they shine on the screen thanks meg so it's time to find out about a very special award ceremony. And we're going back to Paul. He's been pretty busy recently, hasn't he? The BAFTAs are hosting their first ever Children and Young Persons Festival at its headquarters in London this weekend. There'll be family photo opportunities, giveaways, and lots of fun to celebrate young talent in film, gaming and TV. Paul? So I'm joined by Jariah and Braden, two previous winners of the BAFTA Young Presenter Award. How are you both? I'm feeling really, really good. How, how are you guys feeling? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. We're here because there's loads of fun things coming up for young people involving BAFTA. The first one being sort of the weekend of the 26th of November is the BAFTA Children and Young People's Festival. And Braden, can you tell me a little bit about it? What sort of people can get up to? Yeah, so there's loads to do with this BAFTA festival. I mean, I can't wait myself. There's loads of zones with almost like their own world in it. But I think the three that have stood out for me and I would be most excited to go to is the Young Gaming Zone. Now, this has got some really inspiring people who've created their own games at such a young age. And I think it's brilliant because for me, I love my games. I wouldn't go on the play. Of course, I'd go on the PlayStation. I love it. So to be able to play these games that have been nominated for a BAFTA, I think it's an amazing opportunity. And what makes it better is you'll be able to learn a bit about how they were made and also you can play the nominees. Now, I think the second zone for me has to be the Young Creator Zone. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can get involved in this zone because you can write your own script, you can learn a bit more about, you know, the behind the scenes. And there'll also be some really inspiring people that have already done it themselves and they'll be on standby to give you some top tips and answer any questions that you really need to, you know, you feel you want to be answered. And I think that's, for me... A really interesting one, because if you want to learn more about it and you want to get into it, that is the zone for you. But for me, I think the best zone, of course, is the Young Presenter Zone. I think this one's just above and beyond the rest because there's an auto queue and you can read off it. And it's almost like you're presenting the news. I mean, it's crazy. 
and you've got to do a good job because your parents can watch it on the big screen. And I think it's just a brilliant way to kind of develop your skills. And there'll also be some well-known presenters getting ready to answer any of your questions and also help you along the way. So overall, it's going to be a really good weekend, a really good festival. And I can't wait. Now, you're both previous winners of the BAFTA Young Presenter Award. Dryer, you won this year. Congratulations. Yeah. And Braden, you won back in 2017, five years ago. Oh. Um, uh, <laughs> time flies. Uh, Dryer, can you tell me a little bit about that competition? Um, well, my teacher, well, my like deputy head told me about um, my deputy head and my teacher. They told me about um, like there's this BAFTA Young Presenter competition. I was like, should I go for it? Should I not? And I um, I went for it, and I did this. I did a self tape, and it was about um, I forgot what it was about. I had to do. You have to do um, your self self tape about on a subject. And um, you have to think of a few things to say. And I re- wrote a few things. And when I did the self tape, I was like, um, I was like, my name is Jeraika Busey, and I was born in a. And I was just, it was so fun to film. And then I sent that off when I finished that, and I was like, I didn't really think it was going to happen. I just did it for fun. But then I got the call back, and then my mum came into that delivery room, and then she said guess what? You made it through to the finals. And I, the way I got up, I started dancing, having a great time. And then um, I went to the finals at the BAFTA HQ headquarters and it was amazing. It's in Leicester Square. It was amazing um, when I first got there. And the food there is really nice. The, the catering there is really nice. Now, Dryer, I've been told that you've got something else that's very exciting coming up. Something to do with Braden as well. Whoa. So I've got um FYI FYI um Sky News that's coming up. I'm doing um they're gonna announce it tomorrow, but my first show is gonna be um next week. Well that's the first show that I'm gonna be filming. Um fun fun funny fact, uh when they were filming the like the show that they're going to announce tomorrow i was actually behind the scenes seeing how the professionals do it and how Braden and maya and all the all the other presenters do it so um that was really cool thanks paul now remember baftas is hosting its first ever children and young persons festival at its headquarters in london this weekend also remember there's loads of episodes of activity quest that you can go back and listen to any time you fancy if you're after some more suggestions just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy Whatever you do and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. I'm Bex and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. It was produced and edited by Adam Stoner with additional production and editing from Paul Tregunna and Meg Long. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See you soon.